When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello, everyone. The England women's cricket team began their international summer at the end of June with a test match against South Africa. Joining me to review the action is former England centurion, Catherine Leng. Welcome back to the paddock and the pavilion, Catherine. Thank you, Stephen. It's uh, nice to be back in the saddle, so to speak. I also went across the world, um, I wish I did, but to speak to international all-rounders Tina Goff from Germany and Roberta Moretti-Avery to get their thoughts on the Test match, uh, where we had the Test match against South Africa, where we had three centuries. We had some brilliant catches, um, some exciting debutants. But after such a disappointing end due to the rain on day three and four, we had a draw. South Africa were 48 runs ahead with only five wickets remaining. And the burning question, Catherine, should women's Test matches be over five days? Absolutely, yes. I think from an entertainment and a result point of view, um yes 100 percent yes um looking at the other side of it and we've we've talked about this uh before in previous podcasts um I think commercially it's probably not viable for the ECB to run an extra day but there need there needs to be some leeway on on that I think women's test cricket could get a pretty good a good following um if there was more of it because it's just really exciting. I mean, the game the game really was ruined with the last two days, the lack of cricket. And England now have drawn their last five test matches. We did have the really exciting Ashes test where England were nine down and 12 short. But it would yeah, be better if you can get results. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it would. Um, I mean, you, you could put into play uh, to have a reserve day as well for such circumstance but um you know it's it's just all I always say this test cricket is is every format 
of cricket. You know, it, it can be T20, it can be 50 overs. It just depends, um, you know, where you are in the game. It's got It's got everything. Yes, and the England captain, Heather Knight, said how much she looked forward to playing Test match cricket. Yeah, they, you know, the the girls, both South Africa and England, just looked. They looked like they were having fun, um, and isn't that you know what cricket's about? Okay, it's it's about England winning, um, but um, the girls just seem to absolutely relish it. You, you can you can feel um, the atmosphere. You know, it's really buoyant. Um, and they played played it, both sides played it in very good spirit. It, it was an absolute pleasure to watch. Not the result we wanted, like you said, but um, yeah, you can't really change the weather. And this is what Tina and Roberta thought about playing test cricket over five days. It's got to be five days, especially after what we saw last week. I think we were robbed of an amazing test match, which didn't go to its full length or didn't even go to the fourth day, but I think the fifth day would have been even more spectacular. I think there's no reason not to have it. I think it's for women's sport, it's got to be the way. Because if you only have them four days, you only you limit what can happen and the drama that can happen. I think we've shown that five days can be equally dramatic. There can be so many different stories going on within the test matches and you've just got to let it happen and promote it as much as we can. I 100% believe that women's test matches should be played over five days. Uh, we saw what happened now uh, with England and South Africa. We ended up in a draw, a game that easily could have uh, could have had uh, a result. Uh, it's a little bit disappointing. It's awesome to have watched the, the test match, but it's a little bit disappointing to not have a result or not even a chance of a result due to rain and because it was only four days. So I'm 100% positive that we would benefit from having an extra day over there. Two players who were missing from the England team were Anya Shrubsole and Catherine Brunt, who had both retired from Test cricket. Was it time for the two of them to step down from international cricket in in the case of Anya? And and I know Catherine's still going to play in ODIs and T20s. Um, I think if you were to look at it objectively, then yes, it's time for the new crew to come in. Um, looking forward to, you know, sort of like um, the the future ahead, 2025, etc. Um, but in my heart, no. <laughs> two very different personalities, but two absolutely cracking players that have brought so much to women's cricket. It's... Um, it's a shame and to sort of like see them both at, at the Taunton Test supporting, um, you know, the girls was was fabulous. It sort of like puts a bit of a lump in your throat, really. Yeah, Anya had played eight Test matches and Catherine 14, even more than yourself, you played 12. And you nearly played with Catherine Brunt. She's been playing that long. Yeah, we, we crossed uh, over one match. Um, and that was, uh, we played in an MCC match um, together um, in, it will have been about 2004, I think. But Catherine um, is a, a Barnsley stalwart and, um, you know, I've known her since she was knee high to a grasshopper um, when she played for Sheffield Ladies. 
and I played for Wakefield Ladies. So um, our paths have have crossed. And I do always tease her about how she got me out to a P-roller um, before the second bounce law and how happy she was about it. Um, yeah, she she sort of celebrate her celebrations even back then when she was a nipper were quite special. So it'd be a no ball these days. Yes. <laughs> so I'd quite like to remind her of that. Um, oh, we, we can't go back and well. we can't go back and, and uh, correct the record books. <laughs> I don't I don't mind uh, you know, she's such a great player. Well talking about um Catherine and Anya, they also did two of the cap ceremonies when they presented caps to, in Anya's case, Lauren Bell, and in Catherine, Catherine's case, Izzy Wong. Did that sort of thing go on when you were playing? Uh, no, no. Um, kind of like, um, you know, players retired and then you never really saw them for years. Um, that was it. Um, but they, this is, you know, this is like what I said earlier is that it was just fantastic to see them both supporting the team. And um, really, it looked like they were very, very heartfelt presentations. I mean, how fabulous to get your cap from Catherine Brunt and Anya Shrubsell. Um, yeah. Two two uh, players that have really changed the course of England women's cricket. Um, lot, both Lauren and Izzy must be must have been really stoked. Yeah, to receive it from Ashes winners, World Cup winners. Yeah. So, so in your day, you were just given a cap before you went on the field, or something, was it? Uh, not not even that. No, <laughs> no, no. It's uh, you got it. Um, yeah, you just got it in your package of of uniform, and and there was no ceremony really. Um, but what the ECB did do a few years ago was um, actually present all. In, they put on a, a a really big dinner for all um, all the England men and women players that have played. Um, in history or the ones that you know obviously were still alive um, and we all got presented with a cap which um, you know that was a very very special evening um, so in the end I have got an England cap being presented to me so yeah I looked up your number of 116 are you going to correct me or no 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 it sounds about right <laughs> well England had four new debutants and uh, South Africa had nine. Uh, it was the first test that South Africa had played for eight years. The match was played at Taunton. Is that an ideal place for a test match? Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's a um, fabulous venue for women's cricket. It's very, I, I'd say, personable. Um, you know, you've got the crowd right on the edge of the pitch and... Um, it's always so well attended at Taunton. Um, there's some real, um, real what we call cricket badges, uh, which is, you know, the likes of me and you, Stephen. Um, you get lots of cricket badges down at, at Taunton um, and they'll go watch any, any cricket because they just love it. And it's always, you know, a very good track. And there's always a lot of runs scored. So, um 
you're always very well looked after the food I remember is very good there um and um I remember a few good nights out in Taunton which the girls will have been allowed to do um this time round because there won't have been any COVID restrictions or anything so I would imagine they'd have uh, the girls would have liked being able to go into Taunton and sort of like sample the uh, very many um, rest, really good restaurants um, that it has. So, yeah, a, a fabulous venue. Well, England won the toss and inserted South Africa and they were soon in trouble. And we're at 1.89 for five. Um, that also included Izzy Wong getting Laura Wolfhart out with her first Test match wicket before Bill yes. Marizan Cap sort of st- uh, stole the show, really. Yeah, it's not not a bad scalp, is it, on your debut, really, because she can be, Wolfhart can be very dangerous. Um, but, I mean, you know, I think Cap's only actually played two tests, Um Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, she was one of the two South Africans that had played a test match before this test, yeah. Yeah, so Lee Lee probably would have been the other one. Yeah, she's the other one, yeah. Um, So, you know, Cap's gone in, um, you know, she's only played two tests, but it, it just shows what an absolute class player she is. Um, I mean, I'd say it was sheer bloody mindness that got her... Um, you know that score I mean she's really dug in deep and she she's you know she said I value she said to them she's gone to them she's gone I value my wicket um, and you're not going to get me out and she's done that and it just just shows what a determined character she is and what an absolute world-class player yeah 150 20 26 fours and some Memorable cover drives. Yeah. Yeah, she played beautifully, really, really well. Um, and, you know, she actually, she she saved the test match. She saved the test match for all of us because she made it into a game. I mean, just just imagine um, if we'd have rolled South Africa over, put a massive score on. It, it wouldn't have been exciting. Um, she made... She made the test match exciting for for all of us, for both countries. Well, South Africa reached 284, but England actually at one stage were 121 for five with Annika Bosch taking three wickets before Nat Siver and debutant Alice Davidson-Richards put on 207 for the sixth wicket. Yeah, I mean, we were properly limping along and I was I was very impressed by Bosch actually um not really heard from her heard heard about her um I think she played at Brisbane Heat maybe she's played she played over in Australia um and I thought she bowled very well um but I'll I'll have to call Alice Davidson Richards ADR um, because I can never pronounce her name, even though um, I've played club cricket with her. Um, I'm going to have to, for the sake of <laughs> um, tripping myself up, I'll call her ADR if that's all right. But, I mean, um, Nat Siver, we've always said what an absolutely fabulous player she is with bat and ball and fielder. 
she's got a sensible head on her. Um, but I'm so, so pleased for ADR. Um, I think I did tip in tip her for the top in a previous podcast. Um, you did, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I rang a bell when she got the runs, yeah. Yeah, um, I just think, um, yeah, I'm just so pleased for her that um, she's got her head down and she's taken her opportunity. Um, over the last, you know, few years, she's been more than capable of of that innings, um, and she's she's decent with the ball, um, and she's you know she's got a good head on her shoulders as well, and will bring a lot of a lot to to the team and the um, team cohesion. Um, she's a good person to be around, um, but they both, you know, they both got stuck in. Um, I believe they went to school together, so they've they've got a good good rapport. They know each other well, and and that's important. Um, you know, you you bat in a in a pair really, and and that's what they did. It it was an absolute joy to watch. I'm I'm so pleased for both of them. Um, even, even though I could be a little bit disgruntled um, that they they've knocked me. Uh, not myself and Barbara Daniels off the top of um, the highest six wicket stand. Um, it couldn't have gone to um, two better players. Oh, I didn't know that about the partnership, but I've got to get this stat in because um, on my last podcast with Roland Butcher, and this was Roland's doing, he managed to get Bill Edridge and Dennis Compton into the podcast, but I'm going to get someone even even a lot more older than that because Alice David Alice Davidson Richards. I, I think I better start calling her ADR. I've got to call her ADR now. It's it's a tongue twister. Yeah, I hope ADR does listen to this podcast now. Um ADR became the first English player in Test cricket since WG Grace in September 1880 to score a century and take a wicket on Test debut. Um, it's going that far back that this 1880 test at the Oval, they were only bowling four balls in an over back then. So, <laughs> wow! So um, I thought, I've got to get that in. I'd read it in yeah. the newspapers, but now we've now got WG Grace mentioned on our podcast, and Nat Siver uh, scored the fourth highest England Test score, and your eleventh equal your score. Oh, your so century. I'm getting lower and lower down, but. I don't mind. I it it you know, you know I like talking about my one four four at Scarborough in nineteen ninety six, um, but yeah, and it's it's I just love it that um, you know got to watch a a test the other week, and we just need to play more. Um, you know, there just needs to be more tests, women's what? tests. So Nat Siver just showed her class she's shown it before um with the bat and ball and it felt almost never in doubt when she got to the crease you knew she was going to be there for the long haul um so she's an impressive athlete an impressive cricketer and she also has many very good years of head ahead of her for England Marizan Cap so I had have the pleasure of um playing with her at Fairbreak in the Falcons team a couple of weeks ago uh, unfortunately, she was unwell for the majority of the tournament, but she came in for the semi-final and final and showed her class, having sat in a hotel room for a week, suddenly going out, hitting the runs, opening the bowling. 
So it kind of came as no surprise to me that she hit that 100 last week. She's just a classy player and a fierce competitor. Um, off the pitch, she's lovely and couldn't be more approachable. But I think on the pitch, you don't want to be on the receiving end of either her bowling or one of her cover drives because she hits that ball hard. <laughs> and Nat Siver seems to be able to increase the tempo. It was like she was playing a test innings and then she was playing a, a one-day innings in the same innings. Yeah, I mean, I was watching the game and I think she was on 20 or 30, turned away and suddenly she was on 80 or 90. And to have a player like that who can really push the tempo of an innings, especially in a test match where the balance is often uh, so delicate, it's an amazing player to have in the team. And the players around her, I think, get confidence from the way she plays as well. Well, day three and day four were very disappointing. We had a three-hour rain delay on Day three, England finally scored 417 for eight, leading by 133. So with Nat Siver scoring 169 not out. And then the close of day three, South Africa were 55 for three. And then on day four, there was only 43 overs bowled and they finished 181 for five, 48 ahead. uh, With Marazan Cap, 43 not out in the second innings. Yeah, um, I mean, fabulous. And then, um, you know, she was ably backed by Toomey, um, who played a proper Jeff Boycott innings, didn't she? Was it something like 130 balls? 134 um, balls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sakahuni, yeah. Um, um, 33. Yeah, just, um, you know, that that's, an, that's a very, very important innings um because she kept she kept one one end blocked um while cap you know just just did her thing you know who yeah. who knows what would have happened uh because of the rain but um yeah it's just really exciting they added 63 for that six wicket uh, what did you think of the the debutants the four england debutants performances yeah, um, I think they um, they really sort of like got into the the whole spirit. They brought, I think they brought a new energy to the team. They were all chomping at the bit, really. To you know, they were very eager to um, to get stuck in. Um, I thought Izzy Wong bowled really well. Lauren Bell bowled very well. They all they all contributed really. I mean, for Wong to come in at at the last minute, um, you know, she probably didn't ty- have time to to build up any nerves. But um, you know, she's going to be a fabulous player. Um, but they they all brought, um, I think, a new energy to the team, um, and it it was great to see. They all seemed to be smiling, didn't they? And, and Lauren <laughs> Bell, who got two wickets, and Izzy Wong, who got three wickets, they were both products of Chance to Shine. The- national cricket charity uh, which went into into schools yeah it's um you know it's a it's a fabulous charity a lot of hard work has gone gone into it um and it's clearly you know uh rewarding the game um greatly so um i think both if you spoke to both of them they're fond of their chance to shine times when when they were younger um, so it just shows that these type of charities are, you know, work at grassroots. Um, 
and you know the ECB just need to keep keep supporting them what did you think to the the four debutants who, who played for England last week incredible so the one I would pick out is Izzy Wong um, I've trained with her a bit at the Central Sparks in the last few months and she's just an amazing competitor she she trains like she plays she plays practice games like she's bowling for England and then she bowled for England in exactly the same way I think the passion she has for the game and how she approaches the game but also the competition her teammates is really admirable and I think she's got a a really good future ahead of her for England. So what would be your test match highlight for England, South Africa? Do you know, um, I think I've got two um, and they're not really anything to do with the cricket. Obviously, I love I loved everything about the game, um, but my first one would be uh, seeing Catherine Brunt with a pint, enjoying the game, um, and cheering Nat Siver on. Um, I thought that was great. Um, and the second one was after the match where um, on the day when ADR had scored her all her runs, uh, the camera panned onto her with her parents. Um, it just I'm getting emotional thinking about it because I, I know how much her parents have supported her over the years. And... Um, you know, I've seen her dad pace the boundary at Hayes Cricket Club in Kent on numerous occasions when ADR has been bowling or batting. And I've had to, at t- there's been times when I've had to um, take her off the boundary because he'd be chatting to her after she'd bowled. And I'd, I'd have to put her up to first slip or something to, to stop him distracting her. I know how much it it means to her, but her parents as well. I mean, you know, you've got to acknowledge all all cricket parents and the mileage that they do and the money that they pay to support their children. It's it's fabulous. So I'd say that was a massive highlight um, to see that. And uh, Catherine Brunt with a pint, of course. Well, hopefully we'll now get ADR's parents to listen to the podcast now. Yes. (laughs) I'm sure probably a dad already does. Well, and and this is what Tina and Roberta had for their highlights of the test match. It was such a shame that it didn't go the distance because I think there would have been more highlights. I think the debutants, seeing them get pick up their first wickets, I would probably pick out Izzy Wong, her first wicket. Um, I think probably if you asked her a couple of weeks ago, she would have not even dreamt of playing this match, let alone bowling, playing such a key role. So you could see the joy on her face when she got that first wicket. Um, I'm sure she'll never forget that for the rest of her life. Well, I think there are two things that made me so happy. First was Izzy Wong. I love her. I have been following her career for so long now. And uh, I, I, I see the potential that she has as a bowler. Uh, she's a fierce player. So for me, uh, Catherine Brum's presentation for Izzy Wong giving her the cap was very emotional and very, very, very real. I really love that. And to see her bowling and taking wickets and giving something different to the English bowling team, I think it was very good. And uh, Marison Camp, what a star. Uh, the test looked very bad in the start. Not bad, but uh, South Africa was losing a little bit of it. 
And Marizan Cap just came and scored 150 runs plus, and it was really good to see that. So, yeah, I think Easy Wong and Cap was were definitely the highlights for me. So we, we've mentioned it already, but the future of women's test match cricket, you'd like to see more of them. Yeah, um, I don't. I think I think I um, go on about it all the time. I think I mentioned it in every every podcast that we've done. Um, yeah, just, and yet yeah. the and yet the ICC, their uh, chairperson Greg Barkley, said recently it's unlikely to be part of the landscape of the future. I just, I just, um, I might be being naive, but I can't believe that um, he said that. And he, we must be taking it out of context. He, he, he must have hopefully rectified himself in the next sentence because that is really poor thing to say. Um, yeah, I was very upset at that because our previous podcast guests, your former com- competitor, the England head coach, Lisa Kiteley, called the comments disappointing and called for more multi-day cricket. Yeah, I just, I, you know, uh, again, I've said this in previous podcasts and talking about myself a little bit, but I grew up playing timed cricket and declaration cricket. And I think um, that um, stands you in good stead to be in that mindset of how to build a test innings or you know how to bowl a team out quickly and um and how to um how to progress with your match tactics and and you know how to learn all these things that makes test cricket great um and I think it it's a it's a good solid base for all the other formats I think I think it's like test cricket is a grassroots game of cricket and you know, it should be played in order to progress the other formats. And do you think there should be more test matches despite what uh, the ICC have said? Absolutely. I think the what we saw last week was the best advertisement we could have had for women's test matches. It wasn't England-Australia. Um, it was another country, South Africa, and they put on an amazing show. Um, it was a fantastic advert for cricket and also for women's sport as a whole. And I think having more of those can only be good for the sport. And sh- do you think there should be more test matches? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's a shame that the players like Sophie Devine uh, don't play test matches. It's a shame that New Zealand's not playing test matches. Uh, we want to see more. You can see that when that is happening, how much Twitter loves it, how much we are talking about it. Of course, there's always people that are going to be against the women's playing test, but I do believe that that extended pathway for the players and for the bigger nations should happen uh, to play a longer format. Test develops as different skills in the other games, and I think every other format is going to benefit from it. We have got an exciting summer of cricket ahead, though. We've got the South Africans playing T20s, three T20s, three ODIs as part of this um, a multi-format uh, series with England, score at the moment two points each. We've also got India playing three T20s and three ODIs, one of them being played at Lords on September the 24th. We've also got the Commonwealth Games, which starts on the 28th of July. And of course, the 100, where we've got some more leading players from Australia playing this year. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be a big dent on my sofa um, with all that. Um, I can't see myself going out of the house, really. <laughs> um, I might have to do a bit of work in the meantime. Um, but, yeah, I'm, how brilliant is that, though? All, all that cricket accessible to to everyone all over the world. Um, I'm hoping to go to some games myself but it it's just really exciting it's a really exciting time and I think the Commonwealth Games is going to be fabulous I mean um you know it's all very new and and what have you but it's getting getting all those nations together yeah just fabulous um but more fixtures in Brighton please and with the Commonwealth Games in the 100 we're going to get quite a lot of cricket on terrestrial television as well yeah, um, which again, you know, widens it to to the to the bigger community and around the world. Um, so it can only be positive, really. So, despite the uh, rain which ruined the result, England have got a lot of new players, young players playing for the Test side and also in the white ball uh, series to look ahead to. So the um, prospects look good for the England side? Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, it's just just a shame um, that Tash Farrant was um, injured because, you know, she's got to come back into the mix as well. That, um, you know, uh, having a left... I've always said this, having a decent left armour um, really um, makes makes a team, you know... Uh, really strong so um, it'll be interesting you know if she gets back in um, exciting times really but they've got to be very strong to match the the mighty <laughs> Australians there haven't they yeah yeah um, we'll just just have to see I mean Australia are um, you know fabulous so just, they just keep getting all these um you know new players in and they perform um but i think we've got you know we've got a good chance on our day the the you know the t20s and the commonwealth games competition anything can happen in competitions um so uh we're on home turf which is good. So, you know, we've, we've just got to be strong and, and take it to the Aussies and, and do our best, um, you know, and be consistent in, in the tournament. Well, fingers crossed. Uh, thanks very much again for joining me on the paddock and the pavilion. Hopefully ADR, ADR's mum and dad will both, all three of them will be listening to the podcast. And <laughs> yeah. I won't say Alice Davidson Richards ever again. It'll always be, ADR. It's got to be ADR. <laughs> but um again, thanks very much for inviting me. Uh thanks to everyone for listening. Um really hope you've en- enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to the Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Pad and Pav. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.